Let's be clear. Sweet potatoes are not yams. They are, however, delicious. This week, we'll be enjoying both their sweet and savory sides in a sweet potato creme brulee made by me and in rainbow stew from the mind of eight-and-a-half-year-old Webster Martin with an assist from his mom, Lisa Asselin. From KBBI and Homer, Alaska, my name's Jeff Lockwood, and it's time to check the pantry. that yam thing. Various species of yams, all in the genus Dioscoria, are native to Africa, Asia, and the Caribbean. The two most cultivated types, white and yellow, are from West Africa and have been a staple crop there for thousands of years. Sweet potatoes, like their regular potato cousins, hail from either South or Central America and are a single species, Ipomoea batatas. The different varieties are broadly categorized into firm types, which retain their shape when they're cooked, and soft types, which turn mushy. And the soft, usually orange-fleshed sweet potato is the one that is often called yam today. The confusion of the two in the modern American supermarket begins, as much of our culinary history does, with slavery. West Africa, home of the yam, was also the home of most of the slaves brought to the U.S., The soft variety of the sweet potato resembled the yam of their lost homeland, and so it readily picked up the name among the people doing the work of growing and cooking it. The firmer variety kept the name sweet potato probably because its white, firm flesh resembled the regular potato. As the sweet potato industry grew and pushed the tuber into places it had never been, the distinction remained. In a typical American grocery store, and Canadian grocery stores too, you're almost never going to find an actual yam. They're all sweet potatoes. In fact, the USDA requires any orange-fleshed sweet potatoes that are labeled a yam to also be labeled a sweet potato. Elsewhere in the world, the distinction remains. Yams are yams, sweet potatoes are sweet potatoes, and everybody knows the difference. Sir, can you state your name for the record? Webster Martin. Webster Martin. This is going to go great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What's your name? So you, you usually cook on Fridays, right? That's kind of yes. your thing? <laughs> Maybe. Kind of. I don't know. Well, you're cooking today, and today's a Friday. Well, did you kind know, of. Did you know that it was a Friday? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Do the days even matter anymore? No. <laughs> Not really. It's a whole other radio show. <laughs> Let's get existential with Webby. <laughs> so what are we making? Rainbow stew. Rainbow stew? Mm-hmm. What exactly is rainbow stew? It's a stew with different vegetables and meats that are different colors. So is the point the colors or is the point how it tastes? The colors. Okay, so we don't care how it tastes? Unless, unless it's spicy or really sour. Okay. Or unless I spit it out. <laughs> Have you ever made this before? Like, do you? Even no, know? I just came up with it like two days ago. Oh, you just made it up? Yep. This I was like, let's make this. This is a Webster original recipe. Yes. Wow. Well, that's kind of intriguing. <laughs> I did not plan on having a yam. Are uh, Are you guys planning on? Is this like all that's for dinner tonight? So if if this fails, do you guys go hungry? To be clear, we do have pork chops and rice. <laughs> so we're not, totally rely, we're not totally relying on, on rainbow yeah. stew? No, yeah, we're, this is a process. Not. It's all about process, not about product. I see we have a bunch of spices laid out here. Are these uh, are these all going into the rainbow stew? Yes. Um, we will add the... First, we will add the ground nutmeg. Nutmeg. Interesting. And add it with some turmeric. Turmeric? And salt. Wow. Is this like a curried rainbow stew? Is that what's going on? 
Now there's paprika, ground cumin, and garlic powder. Okay. And crushed red pepper. And crushed red pepper. Why did you pick all these spices? Because they're spicy and sweet. They're spicy and sweet? Mm-hmm. Are you like inspired by a particular cuisine? Because I know like, you know, your mom's from Maine and this isn't really a typical Maine. <laughs> One, you, you, you've like, never had a like Portland that. curry? <laughs> no, I, I've never had curly, curry, and I don't like crab or lobster. Whoa! Well, you heard it here first. I, <laughs> I, I see the steam coming out of your head right now. And my dad's allergic to green crab, blue crab. We're not going to share this podcast with your and radio show with your grandparents. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Okay, so how do we how do we start this uh, this particular steel? I just want to make it clear too that all of the flames and the cutting are the department of uh, Webby's mom, Miss Red, who's going to take care of all that. If anyone gets injured, it's on me. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) I think what we're going to start by cutting some of the stuff too. Mm, Okay. Is that what we have to do? Okay. Oh wait, let let's see. Are these all the ingredients to the stew? Yeah. Kind of left it open for you, Jeff. What do we what do we have here? There's a yam, turnips, onion, red pepper, well, bell pepper. Purple cabbage, kale, and mushrooms. Wow. What's that? What's the yellow stuff there? Golden beets, fresh ground. Oh, golden. They don't look ground. They look cut. Where are they fresh from? Our garden. Your garden? Your garden's covered in snow right now. What are you talking about? Oh, last year. <laughs> and this is bacon. Oh, we got bacon, too. Really sweet bacon. Bacon makes everything better. So, what do we have first? Well, then we're going to cut... You're the chef. She's just doing what you tell her to do. Okay. I got the knife. You're going to help me. What are you going to grab first? Remember what we talked about with what goes in first? We kind of set it up. Yeah. Do you remember why you picked that yam? So you got to use the front side of the peeler. There's two uh, sides of the peeler. There's a, I'm just like. There's a sharp side and a not sharp side. And in a, in a yam with a pug tail. A pug tail? See? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Know. Look at that. It curls right at the end. You wow. gotta. Sometimes you got to pick your vegetables based on <laughs> their similarity like to dog em. breeds. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to cut the big chunks, right? And then you can cut. Why she, Why do you ever cut in that first? Because it takes, um, the yam and the turnips take the longest. Oh, okay, I see. So what? Are you, how are you going to cook them? We're going to put them, throw them in a pot with olive oil and beef broth. Olive oil and beef broth. All right. Maybe Anybody? some bacon. I don't know, because this bacon's really good. I mean, everything's better with bacon, right? And the baby garlic. And the baby. Hey, why don't you come stand up here so you can do some cutting? Ooh. Right? This is the the dangerous part of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God! (laughs) (laughs) It's not really a good idea to have Webster laugh while we're um, doing this. (laughs) I've been cut before by him. (laughs) (laughs) Remember what else we talked about putting in first to get it all cooking? Turnips, I think. Yeah, the turnip. We'll cut that. Turnip one. Why don't you let Jeff know that you did wash these vegetables in case he too oh. takes some soup home. Good job. <laughs> yeah, you should always wash your vegetables. I certainly do it every single time. Okay. Now what do we do with that bacon? We're gonna... We're just gonna put it in raw or should we use it to uh, cook it and get the flavor right away? Get the flavor right away, I think. I think it's a good it's idea. It's sweet. <laughs> it's good. Sweet and good. All right. Is that bacon from the pig that... Yep. ...that y'all have? I still have a bunch of fat from that, which is very useful stuff. So the turnip, I gotta say, turnips are a pretty unusual ingredient for, how old are you, eight or nine? I can't remember. Eight, eight and a half. Eight and a half, all right, well, we gotta get the half in. Yeah, it's practically an adult. But like, like why'd you pick turnips? Because I, I know when I was eight, I would not have picked turnips. For the purple color. But they're all white now, you cut off the purple. Um, a turnip fell on my toe. <laughs> I go get it. Oh yeah, I'm in charge of that, that's, that's an injury. That's just one, let's get started with this. Oh, you're gonna wash it and put it in the stew. Oh, you're just like a real professional cook. Right? <laughs> oh, grab stuff off the- Okay, so here, I'll let you cut that one. You take your other hand here and hold it, but go like that. Okay, can you? You gotta make the claw. Yeah, gotta make the claw. Nice. There you go. Let me see, let me see the knife. I'm gonna demonstrate. If you really wanna look like you know what you're doing, hold the knife like that between your, on the blade, between the tips of your fingers. And then keep the rest of your knife of your fingers on the handle. You get a lot of better control that way. The turnip is a hard vegetable to start practice cutting with. Usually, you do something softer. Yeah, like a yam. You know, yams we, are pretty hard too. We could get that onion rolling, and then we could start cooking some stuff. I like yams raw sometimes. You like yams raw? So I eat chunks of them raw. It's still good. Wow. It's starchy. That's unusual. Okay. I didn't even know you could do that. I didn't either. Why don't you grab that? Why don't you grab that onion there, Hoss? Okay. 
The right, the right. No, so we're gonna cut it and then you'll be able to peel it. Ready, I'll cut the ends off. All right, go ahead and take those skins off. Make sure you get it all. You don't want any of that nasty onion skin in there. Do I go down to here? No, just like normal. Peel that first, that first layer off. Should we just put it in whole like that? We should mince it. Okay, fine. <laughs> Fair enough. And then rinse it, drop it on the floor, rinse it again, and then put it back in. <laughs> oh, God. We should mince it and rinse it. Yeah. And drop it on the floor and put yeah. it back in. Let me know if this is a... Is that an acceptably fine mince? Yeah, are we, can we do that? Is that okay? Like yeah, a that's bigger? a very fine mince. Oh, well, thank you, sir. Well, I don't know about that. No, but... I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be clear. That's more of a chomp and less of a mince. Okay. We got some made ingredients there. We got that bacon. Should we put that in the pot? Yeah. And that rock bacon and roll? first. Is it bacon chopped or it looks like it might be chopped? It's chopped. All right. Can I dump it in? Go for it. You might want to move your stool over. <laughs> don't Never stretch mind. too far. We got a little Hail Mary. All right. To be clear to the audience, I'm turning on the gas stove. <laughs> <laughs> Any flame injuries? We could have just done, done flamethrower set it on fire and then put water on it. That's, done. It's actually much less efficient to do it that way. <laughs> Yeah, Jeff, where's your flamethrower? It, it, it turns out it's, it's actually better to just cook on a stove. Onion over here. So we have more space to cut, because while that's getting there, we might as well cut some other stuff. Is there anything you want to cut right now, Webb? I want to take a piece of the yam in my mouth. Okay, this is another you know, thing. Eating, eating raw yams is weird. What? <laughs> it takes wait, wait. Such <laughs> I'm going to try to walk around and be like, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, we're only having two mushrooms. I saw more in the sink. He must have dropped those on the floor too and <laughs> rinsed them off. What else happened here? There. <laughs> so what we got your bacon in there, you've got your onions on deck, you got your turnip and your yam. What else what are you doing now? Can we throw it in the pot after we put the Well we want the bacon to come. We want some you gotta get the bacon the to, bottom. You gotta get the bacon fat to render first. You mean See, this is something? This is something you're gonna have to learn about about chefing. Is that you should have had the bacon fat rendering already? Because now we gotta stand around and wait for it to render before we can do anything else. To be clear, Jeff, we thought you want to be part of the process and not just enjoy the process. <laughs> hey, I'm not here to boss anybody around, but I will make helpful suggestions after the fact. What do you think, about? folks? Hold on, we'll be we'll be right back after word from our sponsors. Everybody loves creme brulee. Well, <laughs> almost everybody. If you go to restaurants a lot, then depending on the kind of restaurant you go to, sometimes you wish you there was maybe a little less creme brulee just because it is such a ubiquitous restaurant dessert. Sometimes it, it takes a space on the menu that maybe something else could go occasionally. But <laughs> there's a reason that it's on so many restaurant menus. One is that obviously many people like it and order it, because it's delicious. Even people who are kind of bored of creme brulee, I mean, everybody always has to admit, like, it is actually really delicious. So delicious, you know, flavor is not the issue. And the other reason that it's on so many menus is because it's really, really, really easy to make. It is the kind of dish that you can give to your entry-level 19-year-old garde-manger, show them how to make it once, and they will pretty much be able to uh, reproduce it every single night. So for a restaurant, especially like the vast majority of restaurants in the world that don't have a dedicated pastry chef, it's a really easy dessert to turn out in volume and you can change it up a lot. Like it's really easy to make it flavored different ways and flavored different ways that make it sound really good on a menu, you know? It's not just the same old vanilla creme brulee every time. It always, you know, you can, you can mix it up as you go through batches. So there's reasons why this is such a popular mint dessert. I think people think it's harder to make than it is, and it's actually very, very simple to make. All it is is a custard, and then all you have to do at the end, at the very end, the very last thing you do right before you serve it, is you set fire to the top. Well, not really set fire, but you burn the top, obviously. As we all know, creme brulee means burned cream, and we caramelize a bunch of sugar on top of the dessert just before we serve it. So there's a crispy caramel shell on top of a creamy, rich custard. And as we all know, textural contrast is super, super important. And this dessert is all about textural contrast. Hard and soft, crunchy and smooth, brittle and yielding, one might say. And this particular creme brulee that we're gonna make on this show is a sweet potato creme brulee. The basic recipe, I mean, I happened to, I happened to grab the specific amounts of things 
from Emerald this in this case except it's not the same recipe and honestly like creme brulees are basically all the same creme brulee the basic recipe is about a half a cup of sugar two cups of heavy cream and eight egg yolks this is a yolk only custard which is why it has that particular creamy texture custards are pretty fascinating because you can kind of see like as you start with sort of the minimum ratios of eggs or egg yolks to milk you can see like as you add different ratios you get different results typically the uh the egg yolk only custards will be the really rich custards that typically have a very soft texture or they'll be the sauces so like creme anglaise which is a custard sauce is an egg yolk custard hollandaise which is not really a custard because it doesn't have milk but it'll, it also only uses egg yolks typically all the sauces will just use egg yolks and then as you get into the more firmable the more firm slicing custards those are the ones like quiches or creme caramel, those are the ones that will start to incorporate whole eggs. Sometimes all whole eggs, sometimes just a few in combination with, uh, with just yolks. But basically that's the breakdown. A whole egg custard will typically have more structure. It'll be a little, a little firmer depending on how many whole eggs there are. And then a yolk only custard will be softer. It won't stand up on its own typically. This is a sweet potato custard. In addition to our heavy cream, we're looking to sweet potatoes for flavor. So what I did is I roasted a couple of sweet potatoes, enough to get basically about a cup of pulp. I, I just baked them in the oven until they were super, super soft on the inside. You want them to be like just mush. Then I did what I really like to do when I'm making any custard that's gonna have a dominant flavor. Like if I'm making like a banana pastry cream for banana pudding, I really, really like to infuse my milk or cream overnight in the refrigerator. That's if I have the time. You know, if you don't have the time, you can make it you can do this straight and it'll be good. It'll be perfectly delicious. But there's an intensity that you get if you steep something overnight in milk that just isn't quite there if you just cook it on the stovetop. So I steeped a cup of this sweet potato pulp overnight along with a couple of cardamom pods and uh, a couple of cloves. And that is the basis of my creme brulee here. And this is the other major difference from the original uh, Emerald recipe, which I just stole basically for the for the ratios. The flavorings in that one are more like a traditional uh, sweet potato pie. And in this one, I decided, because <laughs> the rainbow stew had a little cardamom and uh, some sort of Indian action happening, I kind of leaned that way a little bit. And then I'm also, I've also got, instead of, uh, instead of vanilla extract, I decided I'd use a little bit of almond extract in here, just to vary things up a, a bit. And again, that's part of the reason why so many people love, why so many restaurants specifically like creme brulee is because it's really easy to take this basic delicious custard that everybody loves and you change the flavoring just a little bit and you get something that's, you know, different enough that people are interested in it and think that you're really, you know, sort of <laughs> strutting your stuff, but it's a basic structure that's very familiar and very comforting to everybody and they're not like, you're not really walking on the wild side here. So I steeped a cup of sweet potato mush and two cups of heavy cream overnight with with a couple of cardamom pods and a couple of cloves. And I'm just heating them on the stove. I added 60 grams of demerara sugar and 60 grams of regular white granulated sugar. You can use all granulated, you can use all, you know, brown sugar, demerara, whatever you want, basically. Just 120 grams of it. If I had time and budget for, um, for figuring out exactly what the amount of syrup that I could use is in here, then I would have certainly have considered using something like cane syrup or molasses or even maple syrup. But using syrups can be a little tricky in custards because it's obviously gonna change the, the amount of water involved. For my public radio budget, <laughs> I, stuck to, I stuck to the tried and true. And this, this is basically like everybody's creme brulee recipe looks pretty much the same. Pretty standard, you know, the sugar might vary a little bit place to place, but pretty much, you know, and even the sugar is not going to vary that much because sugar is really important in custard structure and in pastry structure in general, especially when there's eggs involved. So I can see, like, I've got this pale yellow orange milk or cream. And the other nice thing about steeping uh, things overnight is a lot more of the color will seep out into the, into the cream. So it'll be a really vibrant sort of orange. Um, when when we're done here and there are still quite a few chunks obviously of uh, sweet potato and I'm gonna have to strain this through a strainer 
which I have ready to go. So the other thing that I've got going here is I've got a bowl of eight egg yolks. And I just need to, while I'm warming up this heavy cream, I need to beat my egg yolks until they're just a little frothy. And the egg yolks are in a fairly sizable bowl here because they are going to accept all of the heavy cream. I got the ramekins set up in a baking dish because we're gonna need to make a water bath. And I'm gonna go ahead and start my kettle to get my boiling water happening. Starting to get a little boil happening on the heavy cream. So I'm gonna go ahead and turn that off. Keep whipping my egg yolks until they're nice and loose, a little bit frothy, a little yellower than they were before. And my oven is going right now at 350 because once we get the custard in the ramekins and the water bath around the ramekins, we're gonna pop this into the oven and then it just has to cook and then it just has to cool. Mind if I chop? Look at that, your mom is efficiently chopping this uh, this red bell pepper. Chop, 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 chop. Sometimes when you're cooking with your kid in the kitchen, you got to do a little back work. Because <laughs> so, uh -huh. it, it takes hours to make it too. He would much rather just, you know, talk, but then... Work on. Maybe Jeff can help you cut some of those peppers. Ah. You got peppers, huh? Dude, bye. Hold Here. on, you know Here what to go. do. You know what to do? Use this other hand. Claw. Here, yeah, you want to do the claw because see the claw keeps you from cutting your fingertips off. Nice. There you go. Watch those fingers. Keep them curled under. There you go. Yeah, like that. There you go. Now just cutting you. like right in the cutting board. Well, like that's, it's that is there. a cutting that's board. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yep, we like that. That's what the. That's why they. That's why you have a cutting board. There. You like a big chunk? I'm done with that. What <laughs> about a tiny chunk? Oh, we can have variety. I mean, Yay! I mean, you know, ideally the chunks are all about the same size, but you can't always get what you want. Can we throw in the baby garlic? You can peel it now and get some cloves. How many cloves of garlic are you going to put in here? Oh, whoa, 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 don't peel the garlic over the, the pepper because see now all the skins are getting in the, getting in the garlic. I just peel it over this part of the pine board. And why don't we want the garlic skins in there because they're just filthy? Because they're gross. They're filthy, Jeff. Bubby, filthy garlic skins. Well, you don't want to eat them. You know, nothing, that, nothing that's not edible should be going in your food, right? Have you cooked with an eight-year-old? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The goal, I mean, that is the end goal, is really that anything that ends up hot. I've cooked with people who have the emotional maturity of an eight-year-old. Does that count? <laughs> it doesn't certainly does. <laughs> are you on? Mostly you are you I mean, they were like 35, but... Come on, are you recording right now? We're always recording. We never stop recording. You got to be careful when you're when you're standing next to a knife. You want to at least. So we're really gonna put the whole garlic in there, the garlic head, or are you gonna pick some cloves to put in there? Pick all the cloves. Oh, all the garlic. It's gonna be fragrant in here. And then we're gonna throw in garlic powder. Garlic powder too. Yes. Wow. I like garlic. You can probably get that. You get a plate. Let's get and that then we can throw one. in some ice cream and some red vines and then. Now you're just being silly. And then some Jeff hair. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just being silly. The All right, what, what goes in next? And why yeah. is it onions? Yeah. No. I think I just remember we started with we started with a base. Onions? Yeah. There you go. Okay, if you want, you can move your stool a little closer and stir this up. No, no thanks, I don't want to stir it up. Yeah, you do. Here. Let me get this really? going. Stir. Fine. Have a seat. You're very far away. You, you are very far away. I'm just going to push you closer. Ready? Because it's actually safer if you're near the pot. All right, did you want to put anything else in here? Yeah. I thought you wanted to add a few spices. All right, we're going to add the... Nutmeg. Oh, yeah, you started. Did you want to tell Jeff why you decided the nutmeg will go in first? Sweet at the bottom, spicy at the top. Sweet at the bottom, spicy at the top. Oh, okay, wow. Add a little bit. Very sophisticated. There you go. Can you think a little bit? Awesome. Yeah. All right. And then we were going to add the turmeric. I'm going to add a little bit of that right now, too? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, you're adding a little bit of that. So why'd you pick turmeric? I don't know. Mom said... <laughs> When we were at the store, mom said, my mom said that turmeric, that she found some, just a turmeric thing for just turmeric, and she said it looked beautiful, so I said, 
Hey, why don't we do turmeric? All right. This is already a very Indian recipe. <laughs> what, do you want to uh, smash some garlic? Mm, no. <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah, let's get you smashing. That's how you usually help me Can smash the Can we just have hot gloves? The hot <laughs> gloves? Punch it. Can we just punch it down? Well, you know. Well, you, you do it with the side of a knife. Ready? It's, yeah. how you, it's how you get rid of all your anger. Ready? Hmm. See, your mom's got much more anger. <laughs> there you go. Oh, hey, wow. <laughs> all right, well, this is expressive. Beautiful. Anyone have a hammer around here? Hey, stir your onions up there, Hoss. They don't want to let them burn. That looks pretty good. Okay, it's more turmeric. Not yellow enough? Yeah, how do you know when is enough like, for your spices? I want it to be fragrant. I want it to, I want it to taste like spices and then smell like spices. Makes there sense. Now what do you want to put in there? Yams. Go for it. <laughs> you got a yam thing going on. Might as well just get it done. Would you like some help putting them in the pot? Sure, Mom. Wow, those are some big fat yams. We didn't really cut those Fatty off. yams. Well, I guess it is a stew and not a soup. Yams are sweet, so let's add some paprika. Oh, okay. Can we keep putting the yams in while you do that? Yeah. I'll wait. A gentle shake. I wouldn't open the thing. There you go. Nice, dude. And then a little more nutmeg. <laughs> oh, not Listen. enough, huh? Bouncy Just to, you gotta layer it up. You gotta... <laughs> this, is, this is a very professional rainbow stew. It's the only rainbow stew ever made, so... Ever? I wouldn't call this professional. You wouldn't or you would? I wouldn't. <laughs> smells pretty good. The dog thinks so. <laughs> okay, you got turnip and red peppers over here. Turnip and red peppers. And you got some garlic. I tell the turnip next. Heads up. You know, I'm going to disagree. I think you should put the garlic in next. Okay, let's put the garlic in. Because you want to get the garlic sweating. I yeah. also think you should add some salt. Yep, you got that salt. I wouldn't add the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't the whole thing. That's, that is true. <laughs> that was You're not wrong. <laughs> it's hard to add too much salt. How are you going to know when the garlic's ready to add new things? Garlic powder. I wouldn't add the garlic powder at the same time as the garlic. That's going to be <laughs> intense flavors. Webby, how do you know when the garlic is ready to add the next stuff? How are you going to know? When it turns really, really bright yellow. Well, Done. Now let's have the treat in there. Done. He just really wants to put the turnips in. I hear ya. <laughs> turnips, you know, yeah. You know, with this turmeric, making the rainbow stew, it's gonna change the uh, color a little bit. It's right, all it's, yellow. It's all gonna be kind of yellow. Wait till we add those golden beets in there, huh? Oh, yeah. Want me to help I you? shall add the rest of the salt now. Uh, uh, I, I would, would wait. I would hold off on the on the salt. Yeah. Just, let's just get a pinch. The okay. reason is you wanna, you, wanna, you wanna wait a little bit till you get some of the liquid in there so you'll have an idea. Look at that. <laughs> Do you want to add some liquid in right now, Webb? Yeah, let's add the beef broth. Why did you choose? Why did you choose beef broth? Just a bit. Did you just put a pepper or a yam in your mouth? Pepper. You shake it up. Put. There you go. Now Jeff asked you a question. Why did you choose beef broth? Because I like beef broth. You like beef broth? Mm -hmm. I like it ramen, and, and that's about it. So you only like <laughs> it in ramen, but you decided that it would be good in your rainbow stew. You know, if you add it all, it's going to be a soup, right? Let's change the name from Rainbow Stew to Soup. Okay. <laughs> so we're not making Rainbow Stew anymore. Now we're making Rainbow Soup. We're making a super runny stew. No, this is definitely a soup. <laughs> it's not a stew anymore. Beautiful soup. Now can we add the rest of the salt? <laughs> we're going to hold off on salt till the end. You want to taste it, see what you see, need. Because what's going to happen is everything's going to reduce a little peppers. bit. Peppers! Yeah, go ahead. Throw the peppers in there. <laughs> Why not, right? So why didn't you why didn't you cook the peppers in the fat before you added the? Uh, before he didn't you... tell me to. Well, you're the chef. Can't well. blame you. Can't blame anybody else. <laughs> want to bet, Jeff? <laughs> Webby, do you want to add any other vegetables? I right. the mushrooms pretty soon. Okay. What What do you got there? Paprika. More paprika. How come you haven't added any cumin yet? All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let me do that. Okay. So. I'm just gonna line up some vegetables. You choose whether you want to add them or not, Webb. Actually, you can cut your own mushrooms. Let's just put five. I want, the I want whole mushrooms. You gonna put whole mushrooms in the soup? Huh? Half mushrooms. That's okay. an interesting choice. So when you're doing that, I got you a smaller <laughs> knife too. It might be easier for you to, to handle. No, you can cut it. I would use this knife. So I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna turn your soup, your uh, flame up just a little bit. Thanks, Jeff. Because otherwise, you know, when you're trying to boil stuff and you don't have a high flame, it takes forever. Okay, so you know when you were cutting that mushroom there? You could put it on the flat part, hold on, and then it's easier to cut. 
So are the mushrooms... <laughs> Just not even cut halfway. Are the <laughs> Watch the knife. <laughs> so are the mushrooms supposed to be like the main, like the star of the soup, and that's why you're leaving them really big? No, the paprika and the cumin. The paprika and the cumin are the oh. star of the soup. Okay, put the knife down. <laughs> oh, looks like they're the perfect size. This is going to be a chunky stew. See? It doesn't <laughs> have to be a soup with all this stuff. You want to add some cab your cabbage in there now? You want to say what color it is? Purple! Obviously for the rainbow aspect. <laughs> I like that we started with a rainbow stew, but then added golden beets and turmeric. They're gonna pretty much, and the, between the cabbage and, and everything. Oh, you're more, good, dude. more turmeric. Inflammation, check. <laughs> <laughs> here, I'm gonna uh, just... It is Homer. I know. <laughs> this, this soup Everybody's is so great, crazy. minus the beef broth <laughs> and the bacon grease. <laughs> I think, uh, leave the salt. Hang on. Leave <laughs> the salt. <laughs> now sorry. you gotta let your soup. You gotta let it cook for a little bit because it's yeah. gonna reduce. We and then it might be too, We need more. Have you tasted any? Have you tasted this yet? No, it's way too hot. It's actually not hot not at all good. yet. Stir it up and then we'll get a little taste out of it. Yeah, you're definitely gonna want to taste it. You didn't see. So you didn't. Ladle. Okay, you can take your mask off. Wait, take it all the way off so you can actually get in your mouth. I promise you, it's not that hot. Mm, it's really good. Does it need anything else? No, it's just plain old. Of Did you want to sample any of Jeff's? <laughs> <laughs> is that a little spicy for you, or what, what was that about? A little turmeric problem in there? I think we should add a little. Just a little, you're like a little salt just to He really you. wants to add more salt. Yeah. Did you want to try any of the spices that Jeff brought? Yes. Okay. Get my handy dandy strainer here. Pour a really, really small amount of my hot liquid into my eggs. And stir, stir, stir with my whisk. Gonna drizzle it around. I'm trying not to hit any one part of the egg yolks too hard with liquid. I'm actually helped out a little bit by the amount of fiber in here because it drips the liquid out through the strainer. This is a conical strainer and it's dripping the liquid out as I sort of move it around. So I'm not like, it's not just gushing right through the strainer, which is nice because I don't want, the important thing is that I don't want to overwhelm the egg yolks so that they start to curdle because curdling is bad. And once you curdle, it's curdled. You can't uncurdle an egg. So the slower this process takes, the better. I've got all my custard actually in the strainer, but it's kind of slowly in a little trickle coming out. And now that I've got a fair amount of it incorporated, I can start to push through a little bit harder. This is a much quicker process if you aren't using something very fibrous, like sweet potatoes. And just work it through, stir it up. And again, this was two cups of heavy cream, a pint of heavy cream, eight egg yolks, 60 grams of demerara sugar, 60 grams, it's about a quarter cup of each sugar, 60 grams of white sugar, uh, two pods of cardamom, two cloves, and a cup of mashed sweet potatoes. And I got one more addition once I get this all mixed in. I got one more little addition to make. The conical strainer is the most underappreciated kitchen utensil. Makes your life so much simpler. Makes your food so much smoother in texture. So much more delicious. At least for things like this, like where the point is smoothness. Sauces custards, puddings, gravies. And one thing about this, because it's sweet potatoes, and I haven't really made, haven't made a sweet potato custard since basically the last time I made sweet potato pie, <laughs> which it's been a while. This will actually be a little bit sturdier than a, an ordinary creme brulee will wind up being, just because the added starch from the sweet potatoes will, will make it stand up a little more. So I'm not really expecting this to be quite as creamy smooth as a standard creme brulee is gonna be, but I am expecting this to be more creamy and smooth than the regular sweet potato pie. Water bath's just about ready, so I'll go ahead and turn that off. Looks like I have a beautifully uncurdled custard. Not seeing anything, but when I pour this out into the individual pans, I'm also gonna have a smaller strainer that I'm gonna pass it through, just in case there's any little bits of curdled egg. It's a good idea to make sure that they are gone. So, give that a taste. That's the fibrous part, and ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh, nice. That's good, I like it. And I'm gonna take 
some almond extract and just add a couple drops and take a taste. Ooh, that's good. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that's really good. Nice work. <laughs> and now get a ladle. It'll be easiest to ladle this rather than just try to pour it. So I got my got a strainer in my ramekin. Strainer always needs something to push. This is going to get me four ramekins full. Your mileage may vary depending on, mostly depending on the size of your ramekins. These are, I think they're four ounce. Because I'm going to get four creme brulees out of a pint of heavy cream. And some eggs. And some, and some sugar. Neither of which take up very much room. And we also, you know, when you strain stuff, you do have a little bit of loss. So I got four creme brulees ready to go. And I'm going to do this off of the air because pouring hot water and putting a pan full of it in the oven is not something that you should attempt around expensive recording equipment. And so those cooked at 350 for about 35 minutes. Um, you can also cook them at a little lower for a little longer, but as long as you're not actually curdling the custard, it's not that huge a deal either way. Either way is fine in this case anyway. The starch in the sweet potato helps a little bit too. It helps the, it can tolerate a little bit higher heat. All right. It is several hours later. My brulees are thoroughly chilled. We'll go ahead and brulee one, why don't we? Um, this is not something you can do ahead of time, uh, obviously. Although I'm just gonna make sure that we, we state that and understand that. You can't sugar them ahead of time. You can't brulee them ahead of time. You have to do this at service. You want to be generous with the sugar. You don't want to be so thick that you get a crazy thick layer of crust, but you also don't want to be so thin that you have layers of the, uh, you have the, the custard showing through. So got my propane torch. There we go. There's not really a trick to this. You don't want to hold it too close. And you just want to keep moving it, keep moving it, keep moving it, keep moving it. And very slowly, the sugar will start to melt. Bubble up. It's bubbling up right now. Don't fixate in one spot. Turn, turn. Constant motion of the torch flame. I've got it about an inch or so up off the brulee. The sugar's starting to liquefy now, so I'm just going to keep it moving. It beads up into dots and then the dots start to run together if you ever see any of the dots being a little darker than the other ones then you want to kind of stay off of them and try to focus on the areas that aren't as dark constant motion every now and then tip it around a little bit and i wanted to get it fairly dark you know it doesn't want to be you don't want to get it black you don't want to actually you know it's creme brulee but it doesn't mean you actually want to burn it you just want to make sure that you've got a nice, even layer of brown over the whole thing. I'm just about there, so I'm going to... There we go. Yeah. And now it just needs a minute. Now it just needs a minute for my caramel to cool completely. And let's see how we did. Nice hard surface. Oh yeah. Nice sweet potato flavor. Nice custard. Slightly starchier than a regular uh, creme brulee custard would be. You know, it's not quite as smooth and, and rich and eggy. Mmm. And that's from the sweet potatoes. Mmm. Really nice flavor though. Sweet potato creme brulee. Let's uh, let's do that. So probably some of them you may have had before, but maybe some of them you hadn't. We <laughs> had Star Antsy. Uh oh, I'm stuck on the corner. So you know all about you know all about Star Anise, right? Yeah. You know about coriander? Yeah. What about cardamom? Yeah, I think uh, so. Uh -uh. But you, you can't say yeah and then not for sure. How about Szechuan peppercorns? No. 
No? Sumac? Oh. No. Oh, all right. What about Furukaki? Mm. No. Okay. All right, this is it's game on now, buddy. Put your right. spice on. Let's add some. Well, hang on. You, you, you got to you got to taste them first. <laughs> you got to smell and taste it first. You can't right. just go willy-nilly. Let's that? let's start with the sumac. This is sumac. So give a whiff. Smells like my friends when someone I smells like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cuz I'm holding it. <laughs> Although it makes me worry a little bit because it's, you know. No, I sniffed right in the box. It smells yeah, like you. It's kind of, it's kind of sour. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like you. Here, hold your, hold like your hand out. Hold your hand out. Okay. All right, give that a taste. Mm, let's add some. Oh, you like it. Sumac. All right. Like New spice. Just a little bit. Yeah, don't right. add too much. A little goes a long way. Sumac's really Dang good. Up. Sumac's Perfect. really good to add to things at the end. Nice. Because it, it's kind of acidic and, and, uh. A little bit sour. Yeah, I'm gonna get a washcloth to wipe. <clears throat> and if things are boring, then sometimes that can make it taste better. Yeah, just trying to wipe it off my hand. Okay. That's Szechuan peppercorn. No, this is cardamom, and cardamom might be kind of appropriate in your uh, in your in your main little curry. stew here because in your Portland curry, your, <laughs> your Prescott, your Prescott your, curry, your Lewiston Auburn curry here. Hey, so this is cardamom. I already told you already. I hate lobster. <laughs> Your mom's like freaking out right now. Sorry, I was not a fan. That so much this is actually right so so cardamom is not something that people usually eat whole because it comes in in these pods. What people usually do is they'll just cook uh, cook the pod in the stew because they're looking for the way that it smells and the way that it tastes. So just give a smell. Mm. Yeah, add it to the soup. <laughs> Dragging that out. Mm. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, go ahead and put it. It's really strong, so you don't need more than a couple of them. There you go. Oh, nice. All right. Would you want me to stir that up for you? Cardamom Sorry. and sumac. This is a rainbow stew. <laughs> it's a rainbow, not just of colors, now let's just but call of ethnicities. It a yellow. <laughs> let's call it a yellow stew. It's our, it's our Benetton soup. <laughs> juggle, 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 juggle. What's next one? Okay, so the Can't next one. Nice. The next one's gonna be coriander. Alright. Gotta crush that a little bit. Don't you have a knife? I just crushed it with the bottom of the uh, the salt shaker. So here you go. Give that a taste. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's add it. You want you want some coriander? <laughs> what does it taste like? There you go, add a little bit. What does it taste like to you? Heaven. <laughs> well. <laughs> Well, right. we know who knows there's a coriander market. We have a new spokesperson. <laughs> coriander tastes like heaven. <laughs> oh, this is looking very lovely. Lovely, lovely. You don't add any more salt. This is not salt. Oh man, this is. I can't even describe what that smells like. <laughs> it smells like every. It smells like a rainbow. All right, let's try some furikake now. So this is a, this is actually a combination of seasonings. This is a, there's a little seaweed. And there's some roast. Whoops! There's some roasted uh, sesame. Oh, you don't yes. seed. Just take a little in one hand and put it in your mouth instead of licking your whole hand. Mostly, it's seaweed and sesame, sesame seed. No, no. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Just add a little. Oh, just the stuff that's on your hand. Thanks. <laughs> strike out. Strike out with the furikake. Okay. All right. Next one. Did you just eat some salt? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Now this, I'm just going to give you one. Why? This is a Szechuan peppercorn. Ooh. What's at it? <laughs> what, is it what does it feel like? Pepper. Does, it make, your, does it make your tongue feel like anything? No, I just ate some salt and then now my tongue feels like salty. Is your, is your tongue like a little bit numb? Mm -mm. Any spice there? Are you sure? You want oh. another one? No, I am biting my tongue at it. <laughs> Come on, eat it, eat it. Eat one more. Oh. Eat one more. <laughs> is the salt cutting the taste of the... <laughs> Can I get you some milk? Because my tongue is definitely numb right now. Can I get you some milk? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I'm too salty. Well, now you're too salty. All right. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not hot. It's just numbing. What a cool... Uh... <laughs> Are That's you hilarious. are you familiar with Szechuan peppercorn? No, I have one. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to play it cool. 
So it did well. No, I mean, it's definitely not hot and it's not unpleasant, but it, oh my God. Just oh, eat. dude. <laughs> First of all, your back is to the stove, so never do that. It's like turning your back on the ocean. <laughs> the salt drink. What a weird worse. taste. It's, it's numbing. It's a, it's a physiological thing. Give me some milk, please. Huh. It's half of the... Uh, weird. It's half of the, the actual flavor of Sichuan cooking. The other half being chilies. Oh, man. Yeah. It's not unpleasant. Hot and numbing. I'm, I'm, I'm ag it actually didn't make my tongue numb, the salt that put my well, tongue Well, that's just because you just I'm, put I'm like sure. a teaspoon of salt on your I'm tongue. I'm sure so. you're thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that peppercorn's kind of cool. Oh, Sichuan peppercorns are awesome. Yeah. Let's add some. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Let's call this now the tongue. There you go. How many How many you want? Is that good? Yeah, that's really good. Okay. Get in there. Not only was your number choice perfect, it was really good. Then <laughs> start up. Okay, so we pretty much added everything that I brought. Oh, it Isn't was, it uh, your top, the top of your gums? It numbs everything. Mm. Right now, my whole mouth is numb. I'm pretty. I really like it. Right. It's like better and better. If you throw it on someone's eye, it's a really wild. Numb. It's a really wild, wild taste when you're when there's there's chilies involved too, because because mm. your your mouth gets really hot, you know, and like sort of painful, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it starts to numb, and then you take another bite and you get the heat, and then it numbs again. And it's, it used to be actually illegal in the U.S. You couldn't even get it. Really? Yeah, because there was a it's a it's a form of citrus, and there was a particular fungus or bacterial disease or something that that. Um, they thought invaded American citrus trees, but then it turned out that it didn't. Huh. What are the, what are the tongs? Oh, Webby, what about what, your kale? What, what's the tongs for? We haven't had our kale yet. You haven't had your kale yet? Well, there it is. That's easy. That's you tearing it up in small pieces and throwing <laughs> it in there. Not even a knife involved. You can do it. T take your time. You're going to take one leaf at a time. I know you're having a good time. <laughs> but here, we're gonna, we are going to do something. You can just... I'm going to punch that Szechuan peppercorn in the face. Hey, plenty of salt there. You think it's like sugar. I think he's having, I think he's having a, a salt high. <laughs> so, small pieces. Because you're eating this, so... <laughs> you might be eating this for the next several days, depending on how well it goes over. Turns out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is coming good. What do you think about the smell, Web? What does it smell like to you? <laughs> Golden beets and you. Aww. Aww. So I your hand. In <laughs> Jeff's hand. <laughs> Wasn't Golden beets and you a James and by Taylor you, album? I mean, <laughs> and by you, I mean your mask. My mask, yeah. Well, it's hard to smell things. And the mic. And the mic. Why don't you... And whatever's in your pocket. Why don't you take your mask off just for a second and give it a big... Uh, give it a true smell. <laughs> I just inhaled just a bunch of smoke and that's all I smelled. It's steam. If it was smoke, I wouldn't be doing my job. Yeah. What do you think, Webb? Do you want to uh, want me to get a little bowl for you just to try it out? I think it's going to be a while before all that stuff. What did you just add? More salt? That's the stuff that you didn't want to add. The roasted sesame and seaweed. Oh, well, now we got furikake in there. Oh, it doesn't smell awful. I mean, honestly, it's most of these extinct. most of these spices yeah. are perfectly acceptable together. It's not like we're it's not like we're too way out in left field here. Maybe do you mind if I take the stem out? You get you get a free <laughs> bag. Um, you get a free bag of um those no, sour patch kids. Oh man! On your way out. Web, look at this. Hey, you took this part out. Webby, how are you going to know when your soup is done? It's done now. No. How are you? But there's some <laughs> things in there. We need to make sure they're soft. Do you like to eat? Well, no. What what about, wait, I, got a, I got a question. I got a question. Is that plate of bacon just gonna sit there, or is that going in the soup? You eat it. <laughs> I mean, I would rather eat it in the stew. Okay, let's throw it in the stew, everybody. <laughs> oh, he's got a pepper. He's got a jalapeno. Oh, the jalapeno. What are we doing with that jalapeno pepper? <clears throat> it looks like he's gonna cut it up. Slow and steady. Ooh, big chunks. Watch your fingers. Nice job. Wow. Only two chunks. You wanna take the seeds out? <laughs> oh, you're putting the seeds in. Yeah. The spiciest part, the seeds are going in. There you go. It's true. See, he's going He's going for the true Szechuan flavor of mala. Hot, yeah. hot and numbing. It's funny, before you came here, he was talking about how he wanted to do that. He was talking about how you wanted to cook a Szechuan rainbow yeah. stew? Yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, just use the seeds to... I just want the seeds to get in there. I'm just going to cut this in half so it's easier to squeeze the seeds out. I mean, yeah. you know, if you just put the whole thing in there, then the seeds will come along with Jeff's it. That's right. I'll put those chunks in there. I just want the seeds. March your hands. So I'm going to say See? one thing here. You're going to want to wash your hands very well after you're done with this jalapeno. <laughs> Why do you think that is? So it doesn't get in my eye. Yes. Please, why don't you put the knife down if you're done putting that jalapeno? I'm not. <laughs> okay. Oh, we're putting the whole thing in. I'm putting just seeds. I don't think there's much method to this jalapeno right now. I think. No, uh, we're just we're exploring its shape <laughs> and how easy it is to cut with a, a dull knife. Dull knives are more dangerous. Not if you're eight. You <laughs> <laughs> can do that. But I will say I'm very happy we went jalapeno and not habanero. That would have. Oh, were you gonna were you gonna put habanero in? <laughs> he had a habanero in his hand. Does he like habanero? I'm gonna go wash my hands. Do you like hot stuff? No! He just likes putting it in there. <laughs> oh my god. It is pretty. It is. It's very rainbow-esque. Do you want me to get a little scoop out for you to taste? See if you need anything. No. Let me know. You know, if you don't taste your food, you can't be a real cook. Hey, where's my chef? <laughs> Webster? <laughs> Stop. I just licked your dog! <laughs> Work Is he going through a Michael Jackson phase or something? I'm not Michael Jackson! Well, the answer is yes. Okay. Stay alive, stay alive. That's not Michael Jackson. Stay alive! I don't know what you, what's in that chef's peppercorn. Okay, buddy. I'm still blaming the salt. Nope, nope, put that down. We'll try some, this is for you to try to see if you want to add anything. It's very hot. So you can take your bowl I'm just going to let cool. Wait, please strain it up before. Am I going to try it? What are you doing? What are you doing with a strainer? Washing the strainer to strain some soup. Why are you going to so strain it? So mom doesn't have to taste all the gooey stuff. All right, I'm, I'm, all, I'm afraid. Okay. Wait, mom. Wait, 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 wait. What? Ah, black pepper. Corns. <coughs> are you I got to tell you. It's salty. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. Oh. That's enough. Hey, red pepper. <laughs> I think my chef, Webster, sometimes when something's so good, you just want to stop while you're ahead. <laughs> Watch the knife. Is that good? I would eat some. I know that you don't need any more salt in that. Oh, you want a chunk of bacon? You know what you could do if you want to get rid of some of the excess saltiness is add a little bit of water. Okay. Would you like to add some water? We could use that cup. <laughs> See, this is why we don't add all our salt at the beginning. Oh, that'll cut it. <laughs> that was what, about an eighth no. of a cup of water? Yeah. Woo! I'm going to make an executive yeah. decision here. Would you like to offer Uncle Jeff some soup? I would like to offer you this much soup. No, no this is my... We, we're <laughs> going to get him something separate. Leave it there until I get a bowl. Okay. Okay. Here, we have a cup here. <laughs> Perfect. Ready? There you go. Let's get some vegetables, too. Yes. See if we can get, see if we can get a mushroom. <laughs> okay, here. Good, good. Lift up, gentle. I can't see Jeff, so if you get burnt, right. I do apologize. <laughs> I'm watching. All right, look at that. It's it's quite beautiful. Offer him a spoon. Go the vegetables spoon. have uh, retained their color. Get him a spoon. <laughs> it actually it smells pretty good. It's not bad. Webby, a spoon. <laughs> we, they, they have not moved since we lived here. Take it down and off. Okay. Get him a spoon now. Thank you for touching Here's everything. a spoon and fork. Well, thank you. I think I could just manage with the spoon. <laughs> All right. Hey, the, the sweet potatoes are done. See? That was pretty quick. Smells pretty good. <laughs> what do you think, bud? Here. This is warm, cool down now. Take your mouth off. That's, that's yours. Did you want a bowl right uh, now? Will I want it? <laughs> are you done? Not bad. You think so, that you don't talk into the mic? So, <laughs> are we being mic? Yes! So what do you think, Webb? On a scale of one to ten. Ten. Ten being, yeah, you rocked it. What was your favorite addition Ow. to the rainbow soup? Um, the yam. The yam. You know, I feel like that was a last minute call at the grocery store and you did a great Jason, job. Come here, come here. You know, no. it, 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 tastes like, it tastes like a pretty high-end co-op lunchtime soup. Nailed it. You got your vegan audience minus shot. the... Uh, more salt. I mean, <laughs> we're done. It's not bad. I feel like if you opened a a, a food yeah. truck with that here in town, you'd probably do okay. 
But how can we replicate a recipe we didn't write down or, or you know. Or even make. It's all recorded. Webb, since this was your recipe, but Uncle Jeff chefs a lot, do you have any questions for him about making stew, stew or soup? Um, Sir Chef's a lot, how do we make really good soup? <laughs> yeah, Sir Chef's a lot. <laughs> That's the best nickname. Well, well played, son. <laughs> I mean, obviously the answer is you just throw a bunch of stuff in a pot and call it good. He's not wrong. Like glasses, a hat, microphones, and um. What does edible mean? Eatable thingy jing. Yeah, so there you go. Thingamajingy. Throw everything in a pot as long as it's edible. I'm gonna turn it off and just as let it. As long as there's enough onions and salt, it's gonna be good. There's what do you think about that turmeric web? <laughs> there is a lot of salt. What do you think about that turmeric web? Do you like that? Yeah, edition? I love that turmeric. too. And paprika. Yep. Nutmeg, I feel like adding I mean, your sweetness at first was a good idea. I'm not gonna lie, I've definitely had worse soups cooked by professionals. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff, you could, if you have any questions for him, now's the time, because he is no, definitely... No, I kind of I feel like you should maybe host the show from now on. You want to <laughs> run the show every week? What would you... Would you... What's next week? That's my barking, barking soup. You just throw kibble in a soup. You make kibble soup. Okay, yeah, I don't think that's gonna that's gonna be very yeah, good. You I think keep, the, the offer is now we're rescinded. Yeah, you can keep your name. Also, <laughs> also, I stay think, in school. <laughs> My homeschool sucks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Web? Will you make? I think you should will you make stew again? Whole thing. The whole thing? Yes, every single part. I'll probably I'll probably take a little bit of it out. Like what part? Like the the middle. Anything that makes me look bad. And then everything that makes her look good. Yeah. I think I came off. <laughs> she she comes off pretty well. I Can do. I help you edit it? No. <laughs> Check the Pantry is a production of KBBI AM 890 in Homer, Alaska. It's produced and hosted by Jeff Lockwood. Today's guests were Webster Martin and his mom, Lisa Asselin. The theme music is String Quartet Opus 10, Movement 2 by Claude Debussy, performed by Kator Ebain. This is the second episode of the winter 2021 season of Check the Pantry. Your financial donation as a listener makes this and other KBBI programs possible. Visit the KBBI public radio website at kbbi.org support to help produce programs like this. Thank you.